Saturday on Trinity Sunday in churches across the world, there will be words spoken about those familiar words that we use when Christians baptise their children, marry their spouses, bury their dead and celebrate their sacraments. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Those words are part of the worship and ritual of every Christian body on earth. Everywhere you go in the world, you will find Christians using that same language about God. Now, it doesn't mean that we believe in three gods. Rather, the doctrine of the Trinity is not an explanation of God, but simply a way of describing what we know about God. In fact, the doctrine of the Trinity was put forward and accepted in an effort to preserve the oneness of God. It came out of the experience of those first Christians who, as good Jews, believed in one God. But they had experienced the presence of God visiting them in the person of Jesus, whom they called the Christ, God's anointed one, the revealer of God. When people asked, what is God like, as Christians, they pointed to the person of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. God himself is beyond our understanding. But in Jesus Christ, this incomprehensible God makes himself known. In the person of Jesus, we are told that mysterious other who created the stars and the universe was willing to go further than just create. He was willing to become part of his creation, even if it meant his death. Because he wanted people to know that they are so loved that there was one willing to die for them. And when Jesus was no longer with those early Christians in the flesh, they did not feel that God had left them. Indeed, Jesus himself had told them, it is to your advantage that I go away, for I will send the counsellor to you, the Holy Spirit. I have been with you, he shall be in you. Now, let's be clear on what the Trinity is not. The Trinity is not one person who appears in three different forms or modes at different times. It's not God in the Old Testament as Father, in the New Testament as Son, and after Pentecost as Spirit. Rather, we might say that the doctrine of the Trinity describes God's progressive efforts to get closer and closer to us. I've heard it said this way. Not content to be above us, God came to walk beside us. And not content with that, God now dwells within us. Of course, he doesn't just barge in. Revelation 3.20 tells us that. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And opening the door is up to us. The Trinity is a deep mystery. Theologians have spent lifetimes trying to understand it and articulate it. And over the centuries, there have been many different illustrations used to try and explain it. St. Patrick, well, he used the three-leafed shamrock. People have held up an egg and spoken of how the shell, the white and the yolk are the constituent parts of the egg. Another analogy of the Trinity is that of the three forms of H2O, of water. The solid state of water is known as ice, the gaseous state is known as steam, and the common liquid is generally understood when we refer to water. 
So just as water is one, but with three states or three forms, so too is God. In the language of the church, God is one substance, three persons. Now this idea of the Trinity may be beyond our comprehension and we may lack the vocabulary to fully describe the triune nature of God, but that does not negate its truth or its power. I remember a quote by G.K. Chesterton that goes something like this. If God were simple enough for me to understand, he would not be great enough to meet my needs, nor worthy of my worship. Over this past week, many across the world will have strained their brain trying to articulate an understanding of the Trinity for this time. But I think the thing that we really need to be aware of is that the Trinity isn't a mathematical problem to be solved about how three can be one. It's about how God is basically social and relational. You see, the Trinity speaks of community, a self-giving, loving, enabling community. And it's an example and a reminder of how we are to be a self-giving, loving, enabling community. We call that community the body of Christ or the church. This past week, the Church of Scotland met in General Assembly. Many difficult topics were spoken about and debated. Many difficult decisions were made that might leave many thinking, what does this mean for the church? Well, it doesn't mean closing our doors, hunkering down and hoping for the best. For many who listened to the debates about numbers and finances and then had to make those difficult decisions, they tried to balance things with the good news stories they also heard. And the now former moderator, Reverend Dr. Martin Fair's inspired address became the touchstone as he articulated what it meant for him and for the church as he looked at our communities, our nation, our world. There is still work for us to do, he said. In this coming week, may we remember that God the Father who is for us, God the Son who is with us, and God the Holy Spirit who is within us, calls us to be part of his loving community and to go out into all his world in his name, for there is still work for us to do.